right. You're not an idiot. Are we actually going to have this in the podcast? Have you got the run? Yeah. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Bats, bats, bats. Balls, 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 balls. And then make like a... <laughs> Here we are for Wide World of Woods, a new season we've got going on. Uh, there's been so much sport going on recently that we've got to catch up on it. So here we are, Wide World of Woods. We've got a new system today as well that we're working with. So let's uh, let's be kind, let's be patient, let's work together to really achieve our goals. So we're here with Tim, Luke, Michael. How is everyone? Yeah, good, mate. Been- Very well. Mm, getting used well. to the new, the new system, as you say. Yeah. yeah, we just got to we just got to get used to it. Yeah, but like it's going to work. Stuff, it's know? going to be great. Yeah. Uh, so so much sport going on. We may as well start with what we're the best at, or at least we like the most cricket. Mm. Um, still a pretty disappointing time to be an Australian cricket fan at the moment. We've just started the one day series over in England. We got uh, pretty touched up in the first one, and of course, uh, we're still feeling the results of the scandal at the start of the year in South Africa. Do you think that the uh, sort of reactions from the crowds, everything? Do you think that's to be expected, guys? Uh, I don't think it's. I think it's unavoidable at this stage. Uh, you know, at this point, we've dug the, the the hole's been dug so deep. It's it's going to take a long time before you end the hear the end of this one. Unfortunately. Yeah, uh, like it doesn't help that we go to England first for a start. Mm-hmm. Um, the king of the bands. Um, and the crowd was getting into it. And I, I look, honestly, I thought that sandpaper for six thing, that was pretty funny, actually. Mm. Did you, did you see that? You know, the six signs that they hold up at the game? Yeah, you know, I did. They I bought did. in sandpaper ones. Oh. They bought in ones like yeah, sandpaper. I thought that was actually pretty funny. Well, I think at this point, the bands are going to be just top quality, aren't they? Like, it's, they're fresh. They're fresh bands. Yeah. And particularly like going to England, I think, you know, the old enemy and the fact that they usually have good bands. Um, that, that doesn't help us, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we are all in agreement that, um, this is going to haunt, maybe not the right word, but it's always going to be with us from now on. I don't think anyone can argue that point. Well, I think that was, for me, that was the reason, you know, obviously among the fact, uh, among many other reasons, but one of the things that upset me most when I found out about the ball tampering was that, yeah, a lot of players that, that our future players and past players that may have contributed to reputation, but future players that haven't even had a chance to sort of prove their, their integrity and their, their sort of, um, morals and, and what they are, they're, they're going to get judged based on this. And that's not fair, but I think it's foolish for, you know, Darren Lehman oh, or, or <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of birds. We've been attacked. Mate, I'm, I'm in I'm in a rainforest. Uh, yeah, cricket Australia fight. I mean, any any like I'll go to pro. any length to be able to talk shit about sport, and I'm currently uh, hiking. Uh, so yeah, sorry. Palmer, to, I believe that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly good uh, reception, but um, <laughs> the the yeah no the the fact that what Lehman is shocked or he wants to have a sook about us having to take crap from from fans. I mean, what did he expect? But also, what do you think of the appointment of Justin Langer? Do you think that's going to make any changes? I've heard him talk about how he's not going to say that guys can't sledge. He's talked about how he sledges his daughter when he's playing boggle with her or whatever whatever he was talking about. I, I, I honestly, I agree with what he's saying, 
but I don't think that's going to help this situation at all by by us sort of sticking our feet in the sand, digging our heels in and saying, no, this is just what we are. Well, we've proven that we don't know where this line is, that we will step over the line. So we need to probably take a look at our stance on, on this. But I agree with him. I don't think what we did, the ball tampering, I don't think David Warner going out and just abusing and swearing at people, that's not sledging. That's, as he said, a, a, a spoiled brat. That's how a spoiled brat responds. There's no there's no um, wit to it. There's no, Like I've always told banter is, is meant to be funny. The best way to get in someone's head or distract someone is to make them laugh or take their mind off the game. If you're going to abuse me, I'm going to switch on more to make sure that I don't lose to you. So I think they need to change their tactics. I think there's certain players that really have – obviously they've been reprimanded for other things, but if they do come back, they need to be told to pull their head in and really explain what banter is because, yeah, what I saw from the Australian team for a while now, certain players – I didn't like when Nathan Lyon dropped the ball onto Villiers and things like that. I mean, it's childish. As opposed to sitting in the slips and having a bit of a joke here or there, uh, I always think, you know, an example of, of okay banter and what I would call sledging is, you know, calling out oh, two on this bloke's arm or something like that. Like, it's 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 cheeky. It's not abusive. There's no talk of anyone's family, anyone's culture, anyone's, you know, belief systems or anything like that. And, oh yeah, I just – I think there's a clear and obvious line that we've stepped over a lot and I'm just – hoping that Justin Langer is willing to put his foot down and really make make examples of a few people as well. I think this whole one-in, all-in thing doesn't work in this scenario because, let's face it, everyone's getting a reputation based on a few action, mm-hmm. a few people's actions. That's what got us here. So we need to pull up those individuals. We may not see the effects um, through this sort of cycle of player and coach as well. You know, with the, I think this is a long-term problem's not the right word, but a long-term issue. And you know, kids like kids that are still in their teens that you know aren't even on the radar who will eventually end up playing for Australia will have to deal with the consequences of this issue. And I don't know if people are thinking like that, but I, if I was an opposition team or opposition country, it'd be the first thing I'd bring up. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's an easy way to and, – and you know it's going to bother them. Yeah, and for people that think that, oh, you know, they've paid their dues, and they will and they should, um, you know, and then that would be that, that's that's the wrong line of thinking. I think this is going to stay around for generations. Mm. Yeah, forever. This will be around for as long as the game exists. And that's that was the big sort of disappointing factor is that it's not just these three guys that are going to be remembered for this. It's, our, it's the whole – it's the whole country in terms of our sporting mm. integrity. Speaking of uh, effects on the game, uh, Jane Sutherland has finished up. Uh, Your boy. Our boy. Friend of the show, Your James mate. Sutherland. Uh, friend of the show. Has, uh, uh, yeah, we've been very kind to tell Jimbo over the years. Oh, Jimbo. <laughs> oh, what, what didn't you say? <laughs> Jimmy got out of there, yeah. uh, probably right on time, gets the big billion-dollar TV uh, rights job and then uh, politely excuses himself after 17 years at the, at the helm. Yeah, Boy's well, opinion. Just <laughs> drops the mic, 
he just it's the ultimate mic drop, isn't it? Just like here, like we've just I've gotten out of this relatively unscathed, and here's a billion dollars. I'm out, Sutherland out. <laughs> yeah, I find it. I find it a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's something sus about the way that Australian cricket's been run for a while. I think the the sport of cricket in general. I think there's a lot of um, pandering to money, which I mean isn't unusual in any sort of business, but sort of yeah, the way that India is running the game. I think there's a lot of how willing are you to sort of work with India while giving them everything they want. I don't know. I find I find everything sort of a bit skeptical that everything's gone to shit so he he sort of kicks it i wouldn't be surprised to find out that there's a lot of negative stories that come out about his reign as the head of cricket australia um in the next few years and more books will be written i'm sure he'll have a book out um yeah i i've always found him and and pat howard and a lot of these like i've always said hangers on they they seemingly are there on big paychecks while not really doing anything, or at least we don't hear the sort of roles that they play. I mean, he's got this billion-dollar deal. That's great. But, you know, what, what went into it? What did he have to do? Say, oh, here's cricket, here's our sponsors, so sign us up. I don't know. I don't I don't really find it um, interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting in the sense that cricket on cricket in Australia is going to change. Yeah. Because we've got two platforms, we've got two sets, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot what's going yeah, on bloody Channel 7 now. 7 and Fox, and the big, the big one out of it for me is that one day cricket's basically going to – the 50-over game yeah, is just exclusively pretty, pretty on big. Fox Sports. What's, what's crazy is that we're going to lose the, the uh, Wild World of Sports theme song. The cricket, the cricket icon that is the theme song will be replaced. Mm. Now, I kind of feel that it should go yeah. with cricket. Uh, if I'm honest, it just should always be there, no matter the spots. But they, but obviously, it should be owned by Cricket Australia. Correct. Is that what you're saying, yeah, Luke? Correct. Obviously, that's part of the package. Is what should be there. But yeah. I'd say that isn't the case, and therefore they have to come up with two different theme songs for the cricket: one for Fox, one for Seven. And I mean, they're, they're big shoes to fill. They're big shoes. Do you reckon that they actually care about that stuff, or they think about they it? Do you reckon? Because I know, like, I, I almost guarantee they do. I'm sure Channel Nine. Has somebody on the case being like, wait, do we own that music? Do they own that music? It's an important part of the, of the, you know, the summer. Break. Yeah. Mm. There'd be some sort of trademark in it. Do, do, when you said before, Tim, I just want to say that point. You said like 50 over cricket will only be on Fox Sports. And you're like, that's, I mean, even an idiot like me can see that that's probably no. not going to help. You know, yeah. like <laughs> that's not well, going to help the game. I would, I would, I would picture it like this, Alex. Um, it's going to make people want to get Foxtel. Oh yeah, and that's that's the kicker at the end of the day. Do you reckon? Foxtel, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, because I'll, many- I'll have all sorts of cricket, and you'll find that some big bash games are going to be exclusive to Fox Sports yeah, as well. They are. How many people out there do you think identify as as? like purely 50 over cricket fans. And I know they don't have to be just like exclusive 50 over cricket fans to, to get Foxtel or whatever. But you know, if you can get the tests for free 2020 for free, do you think there's much of an incentive there to be like, well, I really got to see the 50 over games. Like 
I don't know that you've got enough cricket there. This is my whole thing about when we keep, you know, breaking down the game of cricket and cre- keep creating new formats. What's the overall effect? Are we, you know, are we just over oversaturating the market? And that's what I, they keep doing. Oh, we're losing money. Well, yeah, because you're trying so many things without testing it first. You know, like I would like to know the success rate because they used to remember they used to only have away tests. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, they still only have away tests oh, on remember, remember on Fox. Uh, on Fox. Yeah. And I would love to look at the statistics there of of viewership rate because I think again, without even looking and being the dum dum that I am. I could probably predict that there's less people that watch that. So it, I don't know. It seems, it seems like they've just kind of tried to come up with a solution that makes everyone happy, rather than try and actually do something that's good for the game. Which again is to me the legacy of Sutherland and Australian cricket. It's more about protecting their own reputation and making everyone happy, rather than really going All right. Here's the direction we want to take cricket in. And I just don't feel like anyone's doing that. That's why cricket at the moment is floundering. You know, in Australia, anyway, it's 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 reaching a point where it feels like it's losing steam. Uh, my turn to talk now. It's not. Um, <laughs> I have my hand up. Uh, <laughs> the hand is up. You've got I your have, hand I have up. Toggle, toggle, raised Sorry, my hand. Uh, no, well, it's not the first time that Cricket Australia has done weird stuff with recording, <laughs> you know, like this this type of thing. I mean, remember how if you were in that uh, in the the city that the game was being played in, they didn't play it in the morning session, yeah, you had, unless it was sold out. But see, there's logic to that. There is logic to that because they're trying to encourage yeah. people to go to the game. But like, it's not the first time that crazy things have happened with, I, I'm just so surprised they did that. I mean, in this day and age, I suppose that was the time, but, um, I guess you didn't have HD television back then. So it wasn't as, as viable, I suppose, but still like it always fascinated me that that was a thing. Yeah. 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 But I mean, again, I can just see the logic to that. Whereas the logic to this seems more about making Foxtel happy Absolutely. rather than actually trying to improve the game. Like what does cricket being on Foxtel do to, to improve cricket? It makes it more exclusive, which really isn't something cricket's looking to do. I don't think, I mean, what's making something more exclusive? How is that more appealing to the general public? You, if you're I trying to make something exclusive, that's you're trying to appeal to the higher class. You know, you've got like exclusive restaurants well, and things like that. Does? Sorry? Is that what the rugby... The, yeah, exactly. Kind of and the how's the popularity game? of rugby going rugby in Australia? Union, yeah. 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 yeah it's, not, it's not as popular. Exactly. It's a, that's a perfect example of my point. Like, that it's... I just... To me, I feel like that's going to hurt, especially the 50-over game. But I also think that's why they put... They gave them the 50-over game because that's yeah. the least marketable mm-hmm. version of the game at the moment, clearly. And, I mean, yeah. unless it's the World Cup. But I guarantee the World Cup yeah. will end up on... Um, free to wear. See, that would have been a way to go about it. If you're really trying to make that where you're wanting to push it, yeah, you wait for the next World Cup and then put that yeah. on Foxtel. People may sign up for Foxtel to oh, see a World right. Cup. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'll just finish on a couple of points and we can move on. Um, <clears throat> there's still one more year to go for no, Channel 9, isn't there? Uh, they have or the am I missing in England. It? Otherwise, it's uh, the summer of cricket will be on 7. And that's it. So this, yeah. no, not this summer though. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Is yeah. This summer's going to be on Channel 7. Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure it's all Oh, yeah, summer. it is too. It is too. Yeah. It's pretty it? fucked up. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. 
No, I didn't. I didn't know year. that. I thought, yeah, I thought it'd be the twenty nineteen. I mean. We've heard, we've heard uh, the Wide World of Sports theme song live um, for the last time, perhaps. Luke, I don't think it was live. But, time, yeah. Well, not not live in that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like the big drum. Remember when they had the band play? Was it like Cog or something? <laughs> yeah. Do I you remember that know. moment? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, with the scheduling, yeah, um, to finish off, it it hurts us Queenslanders a little bit. Everything <clears throat> putting us, um, yeah, putting us in direct competition with the uh, Australian Open. That was that was sort of the point I wanted to raise. No, it was interesting for Channel Seven. Now, how does Channel Seven juggle this? That's yeah. that's the problem. Sorry, I thought Channel Nine had it, but Channel Seven will have the cricket and the Australian mm. Open same time this coming summer. Yes, before yeah, yeah. this coming so year. What is Channel Seven do? They must what are Channel Seven going to do? Tennis is what uh, the only thing I can think, or just hack that your la- you hope that the last test is going to be a fizzer. I guess. Why is that hurting Queensland though? Well, because we ended up no one's going to watch our test. Oh, yeah, and no one's right. going to want to watch because yeah. the tennis is on. Yeah. yeah, they've changed too much at the one time. Well, that's to new. Try and get it got, all in. You know, yeah. new, new people, new business. You know, they yeah. see it differently. I'm not saying yeah. it's a good thing. I'm just saying this will be them. That's how to they've mark, seen it. Make their mark. Mm. This whole so thing has been about indelible marks. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I think, I think. A billion dollars is hard to refuse for a start. Oh, absolutely. And I think with Sutherland going out and the criticisms not only that we've had, but a lot of people in the cricket world have had about the running of the game, get someone in there with a bit more knowledge and a bit more um, prowess in the business game that can actually squeeze every penny out of this and actually grow the game mm. um, back into a question. the incentive I know I don't have my hand up. I'm sorry, Luke. Oh, I'm just saying. That's okay. I know. Do you think? <coughs> oh my god! Sorry. Was that right into your microphone? I literally moved. I literally moved away from my laptop. Like I, I literally got up and walked away. <laughs> it's that, still was, that was impressive. So, sorry, I apologize. I was just gonna say, like, does. Maybe this is a dumb question, but for me, I can just say the players earning more money doesn't make the product better. Mm. Okay. That's just no. you know, like I understand it makes them feel better, and it, you know, and they can get better resources and and all of that. But it just doesn't make the game any better. I think if you're making sacrifices of quality of the game, or you know, for it's about the fans. Like no matter what people want to say, games are for people to watch and if you're making your decisions based on the players like and only on the players rather than considering the fans then you're going to end up with awesome players playing a game that no one's going to watch well yeah i suppose that money could have been put into subsidies for ticket prices and things like that well yeah exactly you know and you're seeing that with a lot of across a lot of different sports at the moment that oh you know we didn't get the, the amount of people we thought well yeah because you're charging over a hundred bucks for a ticket, or I saw this talked about in the MMA. Like, I'm not going to pay seventy dollars for a pay per view, dude. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be watching the fucking thing, but I, you know, I'm poor as shit, and I don't think, you know, I think I'm a pretty standard kind of person. I can't spend, you know, four hundred bucks a month watching sport. Yeah, I agree. 
I got to eat and shit. <laughs> like, and I just think it's, yeah, to a, to a point that it's all well and good to go, yeah, how good, you know, our players are the highest earning point. But in, if you're talking about popularity of the sport, there's, those are two separate things. Mm, agreed. Oh, it's always so good to be back and talking with you boys. It's just so much. I, I only I only stopped just Alex, because I saw the hand up. No, so I, 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 I saw Oh, right. But Alex, you've just put your hand up again. Alex, you need to speak you've to just me. finished and then you've put your hand up again. <laughs> oh, you put it back I down. Did. I did. I blew it. Uh, I had nothing to say. <laughs> no, I was uh, – uh, right. our, our hand is now down, boys. Uh, I oh, was okay. going to say – We can move on. Yeah, we can move on. Oh, God almighty. Um, oh, oh, were you going to say something? No, you go, Luke. <laughs> Hang on. I, I, I just wanted to make it more awkward. <laughs> this is great. Luke, I Luke has the floor. my raised hand. Uh, no, I wanted to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple of very special new test members uh, to the family. <laughs> I thought you were about to say a couple of special <laughs> ladies. I was just like, this is the forum. Does Luke right? have an announcement? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. We have two brand new test friends in uh, in Ireland and Afghanistan. Afghanistan currently playing at the moment uh, against their their uh, their team India. Uh, India are doing. Oh my God! Shikhar Darwin is on 104, <laughs> and they're none for 158 at lunch. So um, that's happening about, I guess, the way we all thought it would uh, to an extent. Uh, India. No, nah, mate, I backed. I Had backed you. Afghanistan. They're the. They were. What? What were they, Luke? What do you call them? Uh, the, the the darkest the, of dark horses. Is no, that that's what not what said? I said. I said Bangladesh were the dark horse in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it was Bangladesh. You oh, know sorry. exactly what I said, Timothy. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I joke. I joke. Are, yes, from, yeah. are Afghanistan able to play at home? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I guess it'd be the same as Pakistan playing in the UA, UAT maybe. Uh, uh, UAT. UAE. UAT. Yeah, I was like, that's not T, is it? UAE. <laughs> no, um, I'm not sure. But the first one, the first one, the first one, the first one is in, uh, in India, I believe. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just bring up the whereabouts of said game. I don't know, but it's an early test. Wherever. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, there it is. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, in Bang- Bangalore? Really? Yeah. Bangalore, yeah. Shimaswami Stadium. There you go. Or Bangalore, whatever it is. Anyway, so India. Um, but yeah, so they, they kicked off there currently going through and Pakistan, uh, had a pretty close one against Ireland in the end. Um, I think that was, that was a, a, a pretty good test. I don't know if you boys caught, caught any. I think what well, Ireland really got bowled out real cheap in the mm-hmm. first innings, and then right. came all the way back and made a game of it, didn't they? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah. And this was a, this was just before Pakistan really challenged uh, England. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. It was. I, I think it was the smart part about that series was they gave the advantage. I mean, obviously, like we just said, you can't play in Pakistan. Uh, enough but yeah, they didn't go. All right, Ireland, we're going to send you over to you know, Sri Lanka or somewhere to play in conditions you've never faced. They tried to sort of ease them into it, which is kind of why, you know, I think Afghanistan would probably, I I don't know much about the pitches in Afghanistan, but I imagine that they would be relatively similar conditions to, to India. Although I know that Afghanistan has some really nice scenery and there is some, a lot of, you know, uh, I don't know. I just remember watching that 
what was I watching? And it was like really green. And I was like, huh, didn't expect it to be so green. But either way, um, yeah, I just felt maybe maybe they could have given Afghanistan more of a chance rather than putting them in India's conditions, which we know India are going to make favorable for them. But playing styles are pretty similar too, so we'll give them a chance. But I do like how they gave Ireland a chance to play at home, mm. you know, with their sort of conditions that are suiting to their play style because it gives them a better chance to show what they've got. And I thought I thought that series worked really well, and it was a great way to show. Oh, hey, maybe we can have maybe maybe we can give some other countries test status. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's suitable. No, I agree. Um, the, in other news, obviously, in the warm up game before the uh the, the one day series that England's playing against Australia, England play Scotland and get beaten uh, by Scotland. Mm. So a bit of an upset there. Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting that. But then again, I'm, I'm assuming they rested a few players as well. Alex, I'm sorry. I think I unput your hand down. I wasn't sure. For some oh, reason, it. I could click it, and I clicked it, and it put it down. So it wasn't intentional. No, can you just you've, – you've had enough to say, Jones. He's, he's just uh, – I have to. Yeah, Michael's, Michael's, Michael's decided. Is the yeah, Michael's decided you've had enough. <laughs> All right, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> he's cut you off. Yeah, Scotland did well. I think, again, give them a chance to play as well, play some mm. tests. you got to try and grow the game. You don't grow something by – Making it exclusive. more yeah, exclusive, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go too negative either. But the World Cup, you know, they oh, they yeah. keep dropping the numbers in the yeah. World Cup, and they should be yeah, encouraging bringing in more. more. You know, like yeah, encouraging yeah. instead of having this playoff where only two out of eight of the you know second tier nations get in. Like that's yeah. a stitch up. Yeah. It just brings a competitive I nature mean, between that league, and that that's going to have a different. Yeah, bring it's going to bring them. Bring them up. Look, I get. I get having yeah, this sort of second tier. Maybe it's got something to do least, with at least strengthening the pool of the second tier before we move up. But still, like I think there's got to be some sort of incentive to get to get. I agree. Um, I agree. And there's no expansive. doubt. That, yeah, there's no doubt as well that the World Cup is in terms of the 50 oh, over game. Highlight. It's it's so, the, for the 50. yeah, it's the highlight. I think 2020 at the moment, some of those other tournaments are still probably bigger than the 2020 World Cup at the moment. But that, again, will change. That will grow. It's just because um, we get to see more of, of the 2020 comps. There aren't as many. There, well, I mean, are there even any other 50-over comps? I don't really. We used to have no. a tri-series, but we don't really do that anymore. So, it's yeah, it's a multi, um, multi-country multi or more than one country. I don't know if I can say that. But, yeah, uh, when you have tournaments with more than two countries, it's fun. So why not allow people to strive for that, give them a chance? I think, yeah, creating clear tier one, tier two, that's all right. But you got to then build those tier two guys up by letting them yeah. verse tier one guys. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. They made a, a, a you know, thing to say, look, once a year, you got to play one of these, one of these teams. Something yeah, like sub- that. Yeah. Just no, I agree. Well, in that case, mm. India have done it. Uh, England have done it. India have done it. When and, and we've said no to Bangladesh. So I mean, are we the bad guys here? <laughs> yes, that's what. And to me, that's that's clearly Sutherland and and them. They're they're making decisions based on money rather than what's, well, what's good in for the it game. for us. Yeah, yeah, because because a billion dollars yeah. is good yeah. for the game, right? That would be the argument. Well, I mean, it's it good for be. them. It's good for them. Yeah, exactly. It depends on how you use it. But I think at the moment, it's more to just inflate salaries of a few people, you know, to be able to offer um, 
to be able to offer our top tier players a certain amount of money. But even then, what's the competition? Where are they going to go? They're going to go to India to play IPL. That's an eight week tournament. So it's not like in rugby league or rugby union where, you know, we got to try and get money for these guys because they're going to go and play in other tournaments in Japan or France or England or wherever where they can offer more money. We want to keep the best players in Australia. I understand why we need money. And the same with soccer, the same with, um, with with a lot of but cricket, what's the? I mean, no one's going to play county cricket. That I don't think county cricket's offering massive contracts. And again, it's in the opposite seasons. So I don't know where the money is going in cricket Australia, and I don't think anyone does. And like I've always said, we know the salaries of all these players. Why don't we know where this money is going? We've got a billion. Well, we're about to find out. Hopefully, we're about to find out. And I think I'm I'm a bit more optimistic um, just because Sutherland's gone. So whoever they pick better be good for a start. And they will bring in their own people. So there will be some sort of a changing of the guard. But let's just hope that it's used wisely more than anything. I feel like what we're going to hear is, and again, I'll, I'll, if you're the optimist, I'll, uh, I'll you know, weirdly play, play the, the cynic. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll play the pessimist, yeah. Um, I think what we're going to hear is how it's going to go into the country. It's going to go, it's going to go into country leagues. It's going to go into the women's game. It's going to go and they're going to give us all of the things that they know that, you know, the general public like hearing, but do we actually see any results from that? You know, like, well, yeah. What would you count as a result that someone from the Roma BCA is playing test cricket? I think what we count as a result is, is stadiums full. You know, but people people actually engaged in the game. You know, close series that are back. You know, back and forth. These are these are the things that I think make a game good. High high levels of competition. Um, you know, which will get people to go to watch it. Whereas now I feel like it's more making the players happy, so we don't hear them complaining in the media as opposed to talking about cricket. I think the quality of cricket's good at the top level. It's just the shield level that's that's probably the the main point there. If but again, can, like if we can get but, that shield point back, but there's, we've talked about it as podcast on this podcast heaps of times. That different tactics you could try to make the shield game more appealing to the general public. What have they done to try and boost the, uh, yeah. the attendance at the shield? I haven't really tried anything. They they made it. I mean, it was always, it's been a four day game for over 10 years, but well, they put numbers on the jersey. Like, that's the greatest attempt they made. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be, yeah, what I'm trying to say is it'll be different, or you'd like to think it'll be different. There'll be some new ideas coming in instead of Hmm. Sutherland, who's been there the better part of 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm probably writing them off before they've been given a chance. Chance, correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I suppose that about wraps us up for the cricket chat at the moment. There's plenty of it going on, but uh, there's always there's always something else, including the rugby league uh, uh, 
season. season. That's the word. I, kept, I was going to say series. <laughs> season. Uh, the rugby league a season. Is, yeah, a bit out of practice. I'm just going to try to get a couple of mm-hmm. bugs out. Yeah, the se- uh, the season's well and truly on, uh, in in swing. Uh, there's been we some, are halfway through. We are literally halfway through. There's been some. Uh, unexpected turns uh, as a tipster it is exceptionally difficult uh I'm, oh my god I've been it's rolling, awful yeah it, it really is isn't it i reckon i've got 50 percent three weeks in a row and those are just because i've guessed oh, i'm under 50 percent for the year <laughs> I, and i won the tipping cop last year and this year i'm as i'm looking up right now i think i was 47th last week I don't know what's happening in rugby league this year. <laughs> well, for starters, it's, I mean, it's just unreal. For starters, your Tigers uh, have toppled over some of the the biggest giants of our game. Uh, we've seen uh, the Warriors, you know, go very strong in one week, and then the next get done by the Roosters, thirty two nil. We've seen the Roosters go very very poorly, uh, and then come back and beat the Warriors, thirty two nil. So it's it just. I, I, there's been little to no consistency across the board, except for probably uh, the Dragons and Penrith, who are at the top, we are one and two, who have shown probably the yeah. most, I would think, as far as consistency. Well, in a in a nutshell, Penrith at the start of the year were all the rumours about Gus Gould versus Anthony Griffin. Well, no one's talking about that now. Mm. They're on top of the table. I think they've only lost two games. And then at the other end, it was... Parramatta's premiership or bust this mm. year, while well, they're busted to last position. <laughs> so, but then again, it, it doesn't. Put it, it out the other day. Nothing makes me happier than watching Mitch Moses just completely fail at Parramatta. He said he wanted to go to a winning team, and and particularly Aaron Woods as well. And we all know that I'm a big Tigers fan, and was very salty that they left. Both of them said they want to be part of a winning team with winning cultures. And they're currently sitting fifteenth and sixteenth, respectively. <laughs> yeah, it is always good to see that. I, I agree. It's it's, yeah, yeah. So that's very good. But yeah, I mean, the the biggest shock um, from the bottom end is not so much Parramatta because they got history, but the mm. Cowboys. With a- last year, they just looked so fast and slick and all together. And this year, they just look small. They look slow. They look the outside old. backs are slower than the forwards. I think last year took too much out of them yep, in the yeah, end. Agreed. And um, and the other shock at the top of the table is is South. Yeah. I think they've always had a de- decent team, but the Burgess boys have really come into their own again. Sort of more of a renaissance. They you know they peaked in 2014 mm-hmm. when they won the comp, but they're just absolutely killing it this year, Sam. He's been injured and he's been suspended, but when he's when he's been out there, he's been very dominant. Yeah, it's so, been impressive to watch. Um, actually, a lot of people you know, thought South would bounce back, off, but, but um, they just kept coming back in just good, consistent footy. And then you've got yeah. you know uh, Gi taking over as captain of the Queensland team, and uh, he brought it a different level on Origin Night. Um, some to a good, you know, greater extent than others um, than other attempts he did, but yeah, it. It's funny how that elevated him, and where where's that been for the last year or so? I was, Alex has his hand. I up. was just going to say, yeah, that to me was the the not a surprise, but yeah, Greg Inglis has always felt like one of those guys that kind of mm-hmm. decides on the night whether he wants to play his hardest, which is which is like I mean, it's impossible as a Queenslander not to love the bloke because he's you know he's done so many great things for us, but I always dislike 
seeing that where you see you can see such a difference between a player's output one game to the next game. And I know sometimes things just don't fall your way, but it was clear then and watching him play for the the Rabbits a few games, you're like, you know, his his heart he's I'm sure he's doing his best, but I don't think his heart's in it. You know what I mean? There's a big difference to when you're trying your hardest to when, you know, you feel like everything's on the line and that's what it felt like watching him play that origin it just felt like he was playing like everything was on the line his career was on the line when we all know it wasn't but that was just the way that he you know when they needed when australia uh, queensland needed a momentum change he was doing whatever it took to to try to change that momentum it was so impressive to watch it was nearly like a lone hand performance that mm. that first origin from greg inglis and yeah like you said it's just kind of unusual i'm going to bring up that point again soon Ooh. He, um, Greg Inglis is actually my favorite non West Tigers player and always has been just because he's, he's an absolute freak. And to Alex's point, I just like, I think that, he like just doesn't... You know, the lowliest of players at the Tigers is still better than GI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, Daniel Fitzhenry is better than GI, in my opinion. <laughs> Daniel Fitzhenry is the worst rugby league player in history. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What about that guy they Shout got? To, what about that guy they got in the? Did he play? For, I can't remember who he played for, but they got him in like the early two thousands or even like just after Super League had finished, and they got him and he was this American bloke and he told him, yeah, told everyone he was that Newcastle, he, Newcastle, yeah. that's what it was, yeah. And he told yeah, everyone yeah. he was awesome, and then he goes and then he, well, he, he was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he he actually said that he. Uh, was in the NFL on practice squads and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, well, give this guy a crack. So this is obviously before, you know, remote technology. But, yeah. And the thing with Inglis as well, his knees have been bad for so long and he's had so many ACLs. I think he hides it a bit. He's very quiet. Mm. Yeah, that's I think he plays his card, cards close to his chest as well. Yeah, close um, to his so chest. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll back him on that one, but. Yeah, look, I think it was look, an inspirational I, I, performance in a loss. Though. Yeah, yeah, and and again, he has had a lot of injuries too. That maybe I'm I'm being a little unkind, but I just felt like you know you see him play a game like that, and you're just like, dude, why don't you, why aren't you doing that? Yeah, no. You know, or you know, I understand Every you can't always week. perform to that level, but you could see that his effort was so much higher than you see a lot of other times, and you're just like, eh, kind of yeah. annoying. Mm. But, I, I'm enjoying yeah. that uh, you Queenslanders are scrubbing this up. Like, and I know you said you lost, but um, sorry, yeah, that it was a loss. But um, I think it was it was a good a good victory by the Blues team. It was the first it was. time I've seen them play as a cohesive team in a very long time, and it's incredible. Actually, I suppose the the closest you could you could compare it was last year in the first game where we ran over the top of Queensland, and. Um, and then, you know, obviously Billy Slater comes back in the second one. Um, I think he got someone else back last year as well, but just that level of professionalism just got you over the line. And it's, in, it's, I suppose, impressive for the first time New South Wales is now without those star players in the, in the Queensland team have got that confidence back that they can actually win a game of football. I think for a very long time, they lost that. You know, there was just, there was no way you were getting through. Jonathan Thurston, Darren Lockyer, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk. There's just no way. So, you know, and, and that had a, had a psychological effect. They're gone. You're going to see that, that, I guess, again, that, that thought process that maybe we can win this game. And this was, again, the closest I've mm. seen, you know, from a New South Wales team to get to that. I mean, all credit good. really has to go to, um, Freddie as well. Yeah. I mean, he, he essentially drew a line in the sand and he said, I'm not picking incumbents. I'm not picking Dugan. 
I'm not picking yeah. Ferguson. You know, he he went and picked players that are fast for a start, and I think that's where rugby league's going to be heading in the next five years. Is that just it's just going to be unbelievably quick, and pace will be rewarded in this game more than it is at the moment. Addo Carr is fast. Latrell Mitchell's quick as well. Uh, James Roberts, he you know a bit of an injury cloud, but he's he's all right now. And um, there's just a, no stigma, no Gallon, selfish player, no Fafida, selfish player. You know, Woods didn't play this year. You know, he can't, he hasn't really broken the line in Origin. So, you know, they've finally got it right, and it just so happens to coincide with the fact that Queensland's starting to, you know, mm. taper off. But I don't think Queensland were that no. far off no. in general, to be honest. No. No. I think we're we're at a point. Oh, sorry, mate. I was just going to say, I think we're at a point where Queensland, uh, we're always going to have to have an inevitable rebuild. You know, they were trying to, they did everything they can to sort of mitigate it. They wanted to bring new guys in and, and acclimatize them in the culture of the team. And, and I think that you, you did see that. We weren't, in terms of the skill levels and, and the, the, you know, the players that, that New South Wales had in their team compared to ours, there's no doubt that they have the, the, the more informed players, the, players that are suitable for origin and that are really hungry. A lot of these Queensland guys are currently still trying to find their feet. And for them to still put up the performance they did, I don't think I don't think this is a, oh, here comes a New South Wales dynasty. I think what we're seeing is that um, I, I think a lot of key members of the New South Wales team, like as soon as I saw that Tyson Frizzell play for New South Wales last year, or I think he, this may be even his third year in it or not, I don't know. But he's a guy that you're like, yes, he's an origin player. Hits hard, runs hard, Scary. you know, and and will do what it, what is needed for the team. Um, and like you said, the speed up the middle. I mean, that James Tedesco was easily the best player on the night. Oh um, yeah, his his ability to sort of it is very uh, Slater esque, where he'll understand. You know, that was the thing with Paul Gallen. He'd try to take as many hit ups as possible. When sometimes him taking a hit up wasn't the right option. I think Tedesco showed that. He isn't, it's not, you know, him being impactful isn't just about him being involved all the time. It's about picking the right moments. That's what a good fullback does. They insert themselves at the right moment. And he did that very well. I think um, the young dummy halves did really well. Was it, was it Damien uh, Cook? Cook? Uh, name? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, Cook, Cook was, was unreal. Yeah, I think that those are the kinds of guys that, that they need. Like you said, speed's become a huge, I mean, it's always been a huge element, but that was where they beat Queensland up the middle. And, uh, yeah, but it's not out of the realms that Queensland addressed that going into the second game. We're yeah. still only one game in. But, uh, but, but it, it's, it's good to see, um, yeah, like you said, that New South Wales haven't from last season just gone, oh, the refs dogged us. Oh, they've gone, no, we need to improve. That's what Fittler's done. He hasn't laid blame on any of the past. He hasn't laid blame on, on Queensland or the refs or any kind of weird external thing. He just said, no, we need to find out what we have first on hand and how we can use that to our best ability, and he's done that. So, yeah, I thought it was – to be honest, it was one of the most entertaining origins I've seen for a long time, and the team I was rooting for lost. Yeah. So, I think it was a good game. one of the biggest things that Queensland probably missed a trick on is or were betting on and, and bet wrong was Anthony Milford. You know, I think they put a lot of effort in, into him, you know, in the last few years. Oh, um, you know, there would have been that stabilization with Ben Hunt, you know, that they were banking on, you know, because that's going to be the future. And Ben Hunt had a great game. Um, but then 
Yeah, but then of course then they break I up, think you know, break good. up and, and you've got Ben Hunt who has gone on to do quite well and Milford who's sort of not fallen off the face of the planet, but like he's not nearly playing as good a footy as he was. A bit like Ben Barber, I guess. But you know, that and that's and that and that happens. So I think that they've got to try and rebuild for that. I don't think Morgan is a natural one. I think that was that was a bit patchy. I mean but you're not gonna blo- Yeah, I know I right. I know that didn't have but any it other had choice, to be. but it just and that, that really hurt. Yeah. Uh, Queensland, I think a lot, but doesn't I agree? And doesn't that remind you a little bit of the situation New South Wales yeah. have found themselves in in the last few years? They've yeah. had to they've had to uh, sort of um, manufacture a team based on well, we've got this guy, but he's really a fullback. Well, we've got three good fullbacks, so we'll just put this guy well, in centre. You know, he, while rugby league isn't the most positionally based game it's still important to have your best players where they want to play. And I think, yeah, I think you need to move Morgan back to the halves. He's proven, he's proven that he can lead a team on his own to a, to an NRL grand final in the halves. So yeah, I think that's a change that we've got to make. Um, And then from, from there, it's, you know, it's, it again, it's just about finding their own, this new Queensland team needs to find their own identity, find out how they work best. And then work towards that, and that's all that New South Wales has done, and it's good to see. Well, we finally got ourselves a few different, uh, a couple of combos. So Cook running off at dummy half and being quick out of out of dummy half and running the ball is is you know, getting in behind those tired uh, forwards and then passing into a you know, a rage a rampaging Teddy is is what we've missed. We've missed a little that little type of combo because you've had good quality uh, hookers. You know, you've had McInnes and Robbie Farrer and. Even you know Danny Badiris and all those types of guys, they just sort of they, they got the ball to where it needed to be, but they weren't running you know, yeah. hookers. And and Damian Cook gives gives us that that option, I guess. And and Nathan Peets was you know was it was a pretty good um, you know, as well um, you know, choice, but obviously Cook's just in red hot form. You, you go with the with the informed player. Um, the only change that I would think to make for the the, uh, the New South Wales team going forward. I'm still not sold on James Roberts. Um, I think GI in that form is going to roll over the top of Roberts every day of the week. Um, they've surrounded him with enough defense to, uh, you know, to sort of combat that, but Queensland are too good. I think they'll find a way around that, uh, that trap that, that you know, all that, that issue that we're trying to conceal and New South Wales is trying to, to you know, rub out. Luke, um, are you but- saying that you reckon Queensland will win game two in Sydney? Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? Look, I've been hurt many, many times, Timmy. You know There's that. There's no way. I'm not saying Queensland you win. I'm not, but if you put Billy Slater back in that team, it's very reminiscent of what happened last year. So it yeah. would not surprise me at all if that did occur. Um, I still yeah, think except we don't have Thurston. Yeah, so that was the yeah. difference. You've got Will Chambers after a 40-20 is kicked late game to try and win the game on kick three. Oh, sorry, on tackle three is kicking yeah, the ball. Right. Giving it back on yeah. the ten, it's suicide. Yeah. And you know, like, and, yeah. and that's the difference. This year, you've yeah. got a team he got away with that don't know how to win. Yeah, he got away with it once he, um, in that game, and then he kept going for that little kick yeah. ahead. And it was like, oh, Will, you didn't play rugby that long for that to yeah. <laughs> become a habit of your, you know, play. Yeah, what are you doing, dude? It's third tackle. Don't kick it. What are you yeah. doing? Take, especially on a forty twenty, that momentum changer could have been the game. Like it, it could have easily yeah. have, have changed it. Yeah, that's and, the thing. We're, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should get too ahead of ourselves. It's not like Queensland don't have a chance to win the second game. 
But I think the smart money is definitely on New South Wales and, and should be. They they earned it. Um, there's there's nothing that Queensland can – like, you know, you've got Slater coming in, but he doesn't have the, – the part of what's made Slater so good was his combination with Cronk, with – Yeah, with, with Smith. Uh, yeah, you know, what started with Lockyer would, but yeah, Smith, Cronk, and Thurston. That was a big part of what he was a ball runner, dude. Mm. So you got to have that ball player that's going to be able to put him in positions. Yeah. And while, you know, obviously with him coming back in, you probably will see Morgan go to the halves. They still don't have such a strong connection that you can bank on that being a winner. Yeah. So yeah, I'd still have my money on New South Wales, but let's not, let's not write off Queensland yet. I don't think you ever can write off Queensland, my friend. Again, seen it far too many times. So, um, you know, good, good, a good series. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about something uh, we none of us really know that much about, but we're all excited about. Yeah, what's that? Which is, I'm actually really excited for it. Soccer World Cup, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, and you know, there's probably only been like three times in my life that I've really been excited about soccer and like looked it all up and stuff. But yeah, this is one of them. I'm I'm super keen for it. I don't I don't know any of the players, and I don't know any of the things going on. But uh, God, I'm excited. How about you, Timmy? The um the big story coming out is that Spain have just sacked their oh, manager what? two days before the World Cup starts. Did they? That's huge. Yes, because he signed to be the manager of Real Madrid. After uh, uh, Zidane left um, after his third successive Champions League win, and they said, "Oh well, you know," he said, "Oh, um, they signed the contract starting after the World Cup." And Spain said, "No, nah, mate, if you want to go off and take the money with Real Madrid, you can piss off. See you later." <laughs> so Spain are in absolute turmoil. One of the one of the tournament favourites is I. I reckon you can almost put a line through them. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Never heard well, anything going like through, it. Um, I but think France a, had a, France yeah, had a similar thing a couple of years ago. They had lots of manager issues during the World Cup and a lot of differences of opinion. Did you see the? Because uh, obviously the, the focus is on France, being that's Australia's first game. Um, and um, in training, there was two of the players were like they were practicing, and one like checked the other, and the other guy was like some I, I don't know what he's saying, but he's a very famous you know like you know good opportunity or, you know, someone that's going to take him all the way. Uh, and it looked like he gave him a proper injury, like stepped on his a- ankle and he actually went down. And it was yeah. like, you're joking. Like, is he actually injured? I mean, it's a training. Surely he's not, uh, you know, going for a penalty <laughs> in a training session, surely. So <laughs> he's just but practicing. It's, it's what is this? Just the um, added intrigue of the World Cup. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, mate. You've got your hand up, mate. You got your hand. Oh, up. sorry. Yeah, I, I, no. I just thought you were still talking. Sorry. Um, no, no. I was going to ask: was that was that really uh, the the Spain coach? Because I heard. Cause, so yeah, explain that to me again. So the Spain guy, because Real Madrid so the manager is in Spain. Of Spain right? No, no, but yeah. So the manager of Spain, the country, the national team, yeah. signed a contract to be the new manager of Real Madrid. So it would be like. Mel Meninga, who's the coach of Australia, signing on to be the coach of the Broncos. Yeah. And he and the Spain Football Federation just said, well, if you want to manage Real Madrid, you can see you later. Right. Seems seems like they could yeah. have figured so that they, out. They got rid of They could have just let him do it. Let him. Yeah, but they could have let him manage for the tournament yeah, and then had really. a nice amicable farewell. We, we had for whatever a, reason. We've had a pretty similar. The reason why I want to bring that back up is. Isn't that a relatively similar scenario to 
what mm. happened with Ange. Didn't he? He wanted to coach somewhere else, um, and they but, sort of bit the bullet and said, "Well, you know, you you've got to kick it now because we need to be able to rebuild for the World Cup." Then I heard people which, talking about it was like seventy days, and you know how insane is that? That's not enough time to sort of. Yeah get everything together and get your ducks in a row. And these guys have done it with two days. <laughs> two days to go. Yeah. That's it's unreal. Crazy. Yeah, that's, that's cool. crazy. Yeah. So uh, you just sort of – and, you know, they're equal third or fourth favorite, mm. you know, with with a lot of the betting um, to be there. But um, France is kind of the sexy pick. I was just going to um, say, aren't they favorites? They're, yeah. They're, favorites. They're, if not, they're second or third. Um yeah, Germany and Brazil seem to be up there a lot. Um, but one interesting, another interesting tidbit, um, Jose Mourinho was asked to do his bracket per se and, yeah, you know, see who gets this. out of the group stage. He actually picked Australia to get out of the groups. Yeah. And it's, it's not really that far fetched. You no. look back at 2006, we got out of the group stage mm. with a win, a loss and a draw. And that's four points. Even if we lose to France, we still have. A, I would. I would want to say we still have a puncher's chance against Denmark, who some people are picking as a sexy pick mm. uh, later on. And Peru um, only scraped by New Zealand in the end in their playoffs. So mm. you know, there's a chance for a victory there. So four points can get you out of a out of a group. The problem is we're on the same side as Argentina. So if Argentina win their group and we finish second, mm-hmm. that's our round of sixteen matchup. That's our quarterfinal. Or no, round of sixteen, and then eight. Yeah, yeah. So there's eight groups, two go out, so that's sixteen, right. and then eight's the quarterfinal, semi-final. Yeah. I think if Australia makes so, a quarter, I think if Australia makes a quarterfinal, well, we everyone that. will be very happy. Yeah, if they get out of the group, I think everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah. if we get a win, yeah, if we score cool. a goal against France. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we will score a goal against France. This the the tips that I've seen is that our best hope is that we hold France to a nil-all draw. Mm. Yeah, because but our defense is pretty good, and we've got a ripping goalkeeper. So like Matty Ryan's sick. Yeah, Matty Ryan. We've always got good goalkeepers, and I like that. So yeah, I think I like the idea that Australians play hard. You know, and I know that a lot of soccer fans might not like that, but. As just a sports fan, I wouldn't sort of say I'm a soccer fan, but as a sports mm. fan, I like that that's our reputation. So yeah. I, I, I like that we have that hardened edge and if we can go in there and, and, and do that, I don't know. I just think it's a good good reputation to have. Yeah. Uh, last last World Cup in Brazil, we were in the group of death. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we've got a bit of a reprieve now. Um so fingers crossed. I mean, I'm I'm certainly optimistic from what we've been seeing. We've had decent form in um in the last couple of weeks in the friendlies. Um, yeah, we the smashed. Manager, I can't. I, we smashed. Was it? We Czech? smashed. Check. Yeah, yeah, and then we um, oh, yeah. got an own goal to win against Hungary. Um, That's right. Yeah. But even though um, the manager said we played poorly, we still won, and I think that's good going into a a tournament style uh, competition. So. Yeah, I mean, I know I'll certainly be up watching all the games and as many games as, as possible. Yeah, it's me gonna too. It's going to be a great tournament. And uh, my my tip, my sexy pick is Belgium. That will uh, remember that, all you Sporting Woods listeners out there. I missed that. Can you say it again? Belgium. Belgium. Oh. 
You reckon Belgium will yeah. win it? Yeah, I, I've Crazy done belief. a little bit of done a little bit of reading. They've they've actually really overhauled and Iceland as well, and they'll be a fan mm-hmm. favorite this this tournament I, uh, for sure. I um, in- they've, they've sorry, you go. Oh, you go. I was just going to say, I encouraged my girlfriend to put a bet on Iceland because they are like 400 to 1. I was like, dude, yeah. they, didn't they win the Euros like two years ago? They made the final? Oh, they made the or they, final. Yeah, they did. I think Portugal, Portugal won. Uh, that was going to be. It was, it was the yeah. Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. But that was also going to be my tip. I think Portugal, I think Ronaldo will step up. I know, I know that's, yeah. you know, the big star in the little team never really does it. But I'm betting on it. I want I want that to happen. And we haven't even talked about Brazil. And the last time they were in a World Cup match, they lost seven one to Germany at home. So the pressure the pressure on Brazil must just be immense yeah. on the home front yeah. there. So I've been watching that, you know, that game like three tournament. times in the last week. It's such oh, a good game. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. So yeah. See, that's the best I think part we about World well Cups is things a... like that. Things like that can just capture the world's attention. Like. I, you know, as I said, like I'm not, I'm not a huge soccer. Fan. I remember that day. I remember that day. It was I was up at like five thirty because I had to go to work, and I saw that like ten minutes. That was the ten minutes that I was making brekkie and stuff, and I was just like, "Holy shit! This doesn't usually happen in a game of yeah. soccer." So yeah, Benny, old Benny G, friend of the show, Benny G, called me up at like yeah five five thirty in the morning. He's like, "You need to get to a television." Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. So who, well, that was pretty good for um, Sporting Look, Woods uh, soccer not preview. Yeah, so about football, yeah. We've, we've got Timmy's tip. We've got Belgium. We've got my tip, which is Peru. Who you got, Luke um, and Michael? Peru or Portugal? Portugal. Oh, pardon me, Portugal. Yeah, I've, I've mixed, mixed myself <laughs> up. Peru. Portugal. I was going to vote for Peru. <laughs> oh, you anti-Australian, Michael, eh? No, I just like Peru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I love how none of us have tipped Australia, but you've you've given Mike the hard push. <laughs> yeah, well, because Peru's in our group, we got to be tipping Australia. Hey, Michael, fucking dog. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I think Belgium's really got it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it Belgium. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the out of literally not knowing anything about anything. Um, I'd love to see England get up just to be able to nose everybody. Oh, like I know, right? Up. Just to see them do it because there's so much they never Boo. win anything when it comes to the World Cup. Yeah, good, good. I would, I would <laughs> good. Try breakthrough just because of the obnoxious <laughs> levels that there would be from that. Uh, do you know what? I'd like to see. I'd like to see England smash everyone leading up to the final, and then have that oh, okay, Brazil yeah, Germany yeah, kind of thing. Lose like nine mil in the final. Yeah, actually, that would be the thing that I yeah, want right, to happen. I'll take that. That's what I. That's my tip. <laughs> So that's Portugal, your prediction. They lose nine 0 to Portugal. <laughs> Ronaldo scores eight goals. Yeah. The goalie scores that's my one. prediction. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? If that happens, I, I like. Lose my where's a mar- where's a market yeah. for if that? Someone get me a market. <laughs> all right, so we've exhausted any and <laughs> all about yeah, soccer. That's it. Um, yeah. As well, let's go on to another sport that we're super comfortable talking about: boxing. Um, <laughs> Jeff Horn, the awesome. only Aussie that's really making any sort of waves in boxing at the moment, um, went over to verse Terence Crawford in what was his biggest chance to really get on the, you know, he beat Pacquiao, which put him there, but it was a contentious decision. You know, this was a chance to prove that that wasn't a fluke, um, that he can beat a really, uh, strong contender and up and comer. And he went over there and got pantsed, um, 
which I you know I don't have I don't really have an opinion on the bloke, but geez, I don't like his manager, and I've only seen like oh god, maybe a minute and a half, ninety seconds of the bloke, and he just seems like an absolute tool. So unfortunately for Jeff, I wasn't too upset seeing him, seeing that guy not oh. succeed. Yeah, I know. I mean. I'm- I was talking about the controversy beforehand, you know, at the weigh-in. I mean, he had to go away for 40 minutes and have a hot shower, which I think is code for have six cranks just to, like, you know, get that extra 200 gram out. You just just come a couple of times, see how you go. That's actually stuff they do in... in Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, they do that. They, you know, they do the weirdest (laughs) shit. They'll go and try and spew. It's like that fight milk. Well, God damn it. So, yeah. so yeah, to come it, back and then and then uh, be that two hundred grams and then uh, you know lose it in forty minutes was um was 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 the, enough drama for me. Yeah, the um the, Crawford's been shot in the head. What? Like, yeah, he was shot in the head in a boxing. And dra- no, oh. just he's from like he's from a very poor background in like Nebraska. Oh, so oh. just like you know, he's a fighter, he's a scrapper, and he's risen to be the pound for pound. Nice best fighter in the world at the moment. So is he? And this guy's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were saying. That's what they were teeing it up as. Yeah. So I don't know. Man. Always, in, uh, always is- Joshua's probably ahead, isn't he? Heavyweight? Who? Yeah, but well, yeah, I don't know. But pound for pound. Yeah. I don't know. And and that whole pound for pound thing's, you know, it's you could argue that yeah, till yeah. the cows come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, this guy just wasn't some no-hoper. Like, and Horn was actually the underdog in the end, so. Yeah, he sh- and he should have been. Like, he put yeah. on he, he put on a good performance. He's a tough dude. Yeah, he's, he's but it, it, it did look like you were watching, um, you know, a, a standard boxer versing someone who's on in that upper echelon. I don't, I don't think Horn's yeah. in that upper echelon. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the the best boxer that Australia's had in the last few years. But I mean, even I, comparing him to like Costa Zoo or someone like that, I mean, he he look he doesn't look as crisp as any of those guys did. Even Buddy Fennick, you know. So it's a great it's a great story though, and I really hope he gets another chance in the states. Yeah, I hope he does. Not a bad way to leave, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I wish him all the best. I just. I didn't. Yeah, I never really thought that in that match he was going to have much of a chance. But again, I don't know that much about it. What I do know much about Hello. is the MMA. I was more invested in Robert Whitaker's um, first. Well, it didn't end up even being his first defense of his belt, but yeah, because Yuval Romero didn't wake, didn't make weight, mm. um, which I mean isn't very surprising. It's the second time in a row. The interesting thing was that. Uh, did you guys see any of that? No, I must the have weigh in or the uh, match. No, the the fight because to me, watching that fight, I was obviously rooting for Whitaker. I think he's a great dude and a really good ambassador for the country and the sport. Um, but I, there's no way if I was a judge that I would have given him that that fight. And here's here's my conspiracy theory. Here we go. So think about it's it this way. You've got the 180. You've got the 185 champ. You've got a guy who's come in, can't make weight for the second time in a row, and Robert Whitaker's beaten him the first first go. So if Yoel Romero had have won that fight, what you would have been left with was an 185 pound champ who's coming off a loss. He can't 
try to avenge that loss because his opponent can no longer fight in that division. So you'd then have the UFC trying to market a 185-pound champ who's just been beaten. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I just, from what I saw, it's like that would have just put them in, with all the shit about weight cuts and interim belts and all that, that would have really been the cherry on top of the icing of just how much of a mockery it's becoming. So I really felt like there was a huge – they really wanted Whitaker to win that fight. Like you you could argue it, but I think the s- smart people would watch that fight. Well, not even smart people. Anyone could watch that fight and, and look at it and go, well, shit, that guy got his ass kicked. And – well, not ass kicked, but you know what I mean. He lost that fight as far as I could see. But it was about not wanting to create any sort of more – to make any sort of more of a, a muddled scenario in the middleweight division. Mm. And it was just, it just ended up making you go, oh, like as much as I wanted Rob to win, it just felt a little bit like, ah, oh, shit. This is shit. I would rather him have lost honorably than to get the win because it's good for business, you know? But they should have, but instead, what they should have done is just called that fight off. But they couldn't have done that because there's been so many. Do you know that's the seventh that. time this year? that the main event, one of the guys in the main event hasn't made weight. It's crazy. It is. And they've, you know, a couple of times they've had to cancel it and then you get the co-main as the main. It's it's really hard to try and sell it, to, you know, try to sell it to someone like, oh, yeah, come and watch this. It'll be a great fight. And then when they get there, you're like, oh, by the way, it's no longer for the belt because this guy's didn't make weight. Um, or they're fighting for an interim belt because so-and-so is waiting for the big money fight. It's It's all bunch of bullshit we're talking about um here we go here's an example bringing back to what we were talking about before the this is a clear example of the fighters need more money because what they're doing is they're making all of their decisions uh in in whether or not they're going to fight or what division they're going to do because that's the reason why guys are cutting so much weight because you're looking for an advantage because unless you're fighting for a title or you're in a main event you're earning literally 10 times less and that's a lot. That's a lot of difference, yeah. you know? And I think some parity in the pay there, what that does is encourage guys to go, all right, while I'm not in that upper echelon now, I can still make a decent living here and try to build my way up to there. Whereas you've got guys now and they're all trying the Conor McGregor tactic of, well, why don't I just fucking talk shit to this bloke? Be completely like, you know, there's there's, there's talking shit like you're a wrestler and then there's just being a wanker and, and yeah, <laughs> and it, it's not fun to watch because it's also very fake. Like, you know, with the wrestlers, they're characters. So you can buy into the fact that that character hates that character. You know, it's not real, but that character, that character's fighting that character. In the UFC, it's this weird, like, well, it is real, but I know you're not really this much of an asshole. You're just trying to make me think you're an asshole. So I'll buy your fight. And it's, it's all just painful. Yeah. Like I've always said, I don't, want, I don't want to see uh, wrestlers pretending they're putting people in arm bars and I don't want to see UFC fighters trying to do shoots, but you've got this whole sort of fan base that's in the middle of that. They like wrestling and they like, they just like fighting. So they're, they're sitting there trying to justify how this is good for the UFC. And it's like, well, is it? Cause the results aren't saying that the, apparently the pay-per-view or there's been an early report today saying that that pay-per-view on the weekend, which was that fight, whether, you know, how I disagreed with the, the judgment, it was still the best fight of the year so far. Less than 150,000 pay-per-view buys, which is, Shit. yeah, That's like fucking awful. 
So you're sitting there like, hmm, maybe this all this bullshit isn't helping guys. Maybe we just need to go back to trying to find the best and the best fight each other and nothing else should come into play. It doesn't matter if he's called his mum fat or something. Like, who gives a shit, really? Because ultimately that's not going to make any scrap of difference when you lock him in the cage. Whereas in wrestling, it can make a difference. It adds to the storyline and because they're completely two different things. It's like comparing marathon running with being on MasterChef. It's just not – they're in completely different categories. But people, because they're based around fighting – they think it's sort of the same thing, and it's just it's annoying. But anyways, it was a good fight. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you uh, check it out however you can. I, I wasn't going to necessarily bring it up, but while we're here and talking about wrestling, did you catch CM Punk's fight? And I did not watch it myself. Oh, man. I know what happens, but I have not. I, I, I don't know when any of that happens, so I'm happy to be But how do you it. go back to professional wrestling after, you know, that's Brock. Two losses. Proving like- that. Oh, yeah. But see, you can't compare. You see, this is the thing. You yeah, can't no. compare that dude to Brock Lesnar. No way. Because Brock Lesnar was an athlete before he was a wrestler. Yeah. CM Punk has always CM been a wrestler that has, even even in the wrestling ring, he's got zero athletic ability. Yeah, he's not an athlete. Yeah. I mean, like, he's no. an athlete, but he's not athletic. Like, so yeah, he's not at no. all, man. It's, it was it was kind of it was it was really hard to watch. And you know, I've he's there's not many. Heart, he's a hard worker. But, like, yeah. that doesn't count for that much in the octagon, I mean, you know? I know a lot of cleaners that are really hard workers, you know what I mean? I, I wouldn't want to see them get their ass kicked by a professional fighter. It's It was – that was, to me, again, madness of, well, we know this guy's going to sell tickets, so let's get him there. And it's like, yeah, but, dude, you could get Brad Pitt. He'd sell tickets too. But yeah. do you really – you know, you could get any celebrity. That It's that mentality of why you ended up with a reality TV star as a, as a president. It's this, oh, but people know them. So we'll just put them in there, even if they're not appropriate, even if they're they're going to do a terrible job. Yeah, just put it in there because people will buy to see it. It's such lazy marketing that you're like, yeah, you deserve every bit of – and I'm not talking about Sam Punk here. I'm talking about the business. (laughs) Like Dana White's getting upset about it. It's like, well, what did you expect, dude? You you made an exhibition celebrity fight on your – what's meant to be the most prestigious – Mm. Uh, events, which is your pay-per-views, they're meant to be your five best fights for that month or whatever. And you fill it up and with low-hanging fruit. Yeah, like, exactly. You know probably and, isn't going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. No, it was always going. They they knew for yeah they knew for years that it was going to be like because he's been in in for two years. They literally brought the guy that he fought last weekend. That the only reason why that guy's in the UFC is because he was shit. He was shit enough. <laughs> to be able to fight CM Punk, that was fight literally the only reason. <laughs> and oh, and and, and, yeah, and it's getting to a point where you're like, that's a joke. You're making your own product a joke, and then trying to justify it because you've lined your pockets full of cash. <laughs> that's so selfish. It's so stupid. Anyways, that's what I thought about it, Michael. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, I yeah. don't agree with anything. And again, I'm not I'm not someone who hates wrestling either. Like I, I've I've seen it from time to time, and I like the it's theater. I like live theater, and that's what it is. It's the most ultimate live theater. But you got to understand, no matter how much people try and tell you that it's, that it is, UFC isn't live theater. Sport to all to an extent, all sport is theater, but it's competitive. It's a competition. Both, both sides you know? don't know the the end the score. Outcome. They don't know to, the outcome. To me, it felt a lot like watching like a world class surgeon uh, try to play the piano, and like on paper you think, oh, yeah. there's a lot of skills like with surgery and piano playing that transfer, but that's not always the case. Yeah. They are two very different skill mm. sets. For, 
different knowledge bases. Um, and then sometimes you exactly. get freaks like Brock Lesnar or like Ken Shamrock and stuff, people who have legit that can do both. backgrounds. And yeah, mm. can, would I rather hear yeah. uh, CM Punk on the mic than Ken Shamrock? Uh, yes, every day. But yeah, in terms of fighting, absolutely to be like, yeah, anyway. But I feel a bit sad that, yeah, it's yeah. going to be tricky for CM Punk to walk back into wrestling and be like, I'm the greatest wrestler in the world. No, as you're not. As, <laughs> as long as you don't take those on, two yeah, low-key losses. Yeah. That's right, man. He's damaged his character because you can't go back being like, yeah, I'm this badass guy. That did. And that's the annoying thing too is when people are trying to then sell it to you like, oh, he's brave though. It's like, yeah, dude, there's heaps of people in the world that would go and get their ass kicked by that shit cunt that he versed <laughs> for a million dollars. Like that's, you know, yeah. you haven't done something that, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd do it myself, but I certainly know at least 10 people off the top of my head that aren't skilled fighters, that aren't skilled talkers, that aren't skilled anything that would get in there for a million dollars and, and take a beating for 15 minutes. So it's not impressive either. Like to say, oh, he's brave. Like it's not impressive. I think that as well. I've never, it's never struck me that he, you know, is aching to go back to wrestling and especially the WWE. I'm sure he's like, yeah. I think he severed a lot of ties with WWE as well. Uh, but anyway, this is a wide yeah, world of sports, not wide world of wrestling. I apologize. I just wanted to... The WWE. Well, it's wide world of woods. Guys. It became... Yeah. I'm the worst. That's not... <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it, he was fighting in a sporting thing. It was It was fair. It was That's fair. It was, yeah. All right. We got two more things All right. that I want to talk about. And both of these I'm pretty excited about. I won't go on to this about, uh, for too long, but the international oh. rugby test so break is upon us. So I'm super excited about that. It's actually been really cool to see proper test series back. You know, they're playing three test series. Australia up against Ireland, the Six Nations champions. They're probably the best team in Europe at the moment. Going into it, I was quite nervous for what it meant for Australian rugby because, you know, when we got beaten by Scotland, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe we got beaten by Scotland. But we need to face facts in Australia that uh, – European countries are getting better while we're sort of stagnating. Um, and, yeah, I just thought going into it, oh, God, this could be trouble. Ireland's got a playing style that's very um, – it's troublesome for the Australian play style. But, really, we stood up. Australian rugby in the last few weeks, in the last month or so, and not just against, you know, the Japanese sides or whatever, but they've beaten a couple of New Zealand sides – in the, in the last month or so, and it's because they have fixed the little parts of their game. Really, it starts with being more physical, which against Ireland they showed, and they had to show because Ireland are such a physical team. And yeah. it was, they're, they're, you know, just simple things like running onto the ball, they've been doing more. And it, it, it shows that we finally have space out wide. For so long, Australian rugby spent their time going, throw it to the winger, throw it to the winger. Yeah, but... If you haven't created any uh, backwards movement and defensive line in the middle, there's no space. Oh, watch out, Alex. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's all right. That's, watch out, the bird's attacking. No, that's my hawk. Oh, that's my right. hawk. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh sorry. I'm a hawky. He comes sorry. with me. He goes and gets birds. All yeah, right. Sorry. Mouses. Um, two, anyway. two points for me for the rugby. Yeah. The forward pack stood up mm. and the key part was that was it Tupo in the yeah. scrum that got the scrum turn that, that was a massive moment in the game but the big talking point and I hate to bring it up is the stupid refereeing decision I did you see they took the try off of uh, Australia yeah 
um, because he got taken out three plays before. It had no impact on anything. I couldn't believe it. And the conversation between the referee and the video referee was just unbelievable. It's like, no wonder people hate this sport. Like, how could you take that try from it? It had no impact on anything. I couldn't believe it. I was furious it comes it from people. Compl- it comes from people complaining about fucking refs the whole time. Sometimes you just got to accept a bad refereeing decision. And I, I agree with you. Like, going back three plays and going, oh, well, that should have been called then. It's like, yeah, but how many mistakes do yeah. you think happen? You're not going to stop mistakes. You need to learn to live with them. Sorry, my hand wasn't but, raised. You guys. No, but, okay. for me, but for me, it was the video ref's input two and a half minutes after the fact. Oh, mate, it was it was incredible because I, I actually went to the game. Um, I went with a um, friend of the show... Uh, Ryan, uh, who oh, there you go. I use his name. I gave a proper shout out, guys. Shout thank Ryan. you very much. Yeah, shout out to shout out. Big All shout the Ryans in the world are going. Well, thank you, Luke. Yeah, no. Well, the the the, the actual Ryan that took me to the rugby, uh, he got some exceptional seats. It was the fanciest I've ever felt at a rugby game. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever been to an international Australia game uh, for in the Union, uh, which was very exciting. Um, and we had a ball, but even that try especially was very confusing as a fan in the stands. I mean, we score the try, everyone's cheering, you know, Foley goes back to take the kick and then all of a sudden it's play on. And, yeah. you know, we were kind of like, the fuck just happened? Cause of course we didn't know that it, the, you know, the, it, the infringement had occurred three plays before. So yeah. yeah, the whole place went up. So I, yeah, I didn't know that that was something that, um, you know, could be done in, in union, but, you know, especially just watching that much league where it's, you know, once the, once the whistle's blown, that's it. Whether right or wrong, that's the answer. So, yeah, and cricket, I guess, to the same extent, to an extent. It'll be in league soon too, bro. <sighs> it's, I know, that's I the worst bit about it. That's the worst bit. just a union thing. I think it's, it's getting to this point where eventually I feel like we're going to end up with no more refs on the field. I don't think I'm the first person to think this either. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a guy watching tape upstairs and he's just going to call, call a whistle or something or something. Yeah, a siren, blow a horn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't. Oh, it was forward to that. No, no. no having having the referee there is uh, in any sport is is a pivotal mo- point of it. You know, in in most sports. I mean, tennis. It's almost to the point where why are they there for tennis other than to tell you the score? I mean, yeah, you got, you got Hawkeye now. It literally does the job to the millimeter. So I mean. You know, I guess technology is one thing and, and the advancing in, in it, you know, has helped in many, many, many ways. Um, but I, yeah, we, we are taking more and more away from the, from the lowly referee. Yeah. But I, getting back to the actual rugby, if we take two out of three oh, against Ireland, that's a massive boost for us going into the championship. Yeah. Is it, and it's fair to say that South Africa is down a little bit as well. Yeah. They had so, a pretty cool. You know, there's, there's, there's an opportunity there for us, you know, to really to really make an indent and, and maybe try and get a trophy or two. Yeah. I was going to say, did you see that um, the game between South Africa and England, though? Just a little bit. No. Oh, man, badass. England went up like 24-0 or 24-3 or something. South Africa came back. I, only, I actually only saw the first half, but they came back to be leading in, at the end of the first half. So it was... Pretty cool to see, you know, because, yeah, like you said, they've been on a downward slide, but I still – they've got a good 10. I've been talking to this bloke up for years, and he really hasn't – he's had a lot of injuries and, st- and and setbacks, but I feel like with consistent team around him, they've gotten rid of a couple of lazy forwards they had that give away too many penalties. 
they've gotten rid of a couple of them. They've always they're always going to have big hard running forwards, which is helpful. Um, and they just need that good ten. And I I think Andre Pollard is that. So yeah, I'd never write off South Africa. But yeah, you're right, Timmy. Like the fact that Australia has made these improvements. You know, results are one thing. But to me, it was the way they played. It was it was a hard physical brand, which we're not really known for. We're usually the finesse kind of team that you know have cool moves that we work. But we've got to catch up with the rest of the world, and everything starts with in the middle. So you've got to win that battle in the middle of the field if you want to give your backs a good chance. And we've always got good backs. So yeah, you're right. It was our forwards that stepped up. Our our results are uh, determined by how much we are willing to match the the other team up front. And then from there, results will come. Yep. No, it was a great performance. And, yeah, two out of three against Ireland will be a great um, momentum builder heading into the rugby championship. And let's not forget, we're just over 12 months away from the World Cup. Yeah. And, boy, I'm looking forward to that World Cup. I just got a feeling about that World Cup, hey. It's going to be so good. So, anyway, that's rugby. We love rugby. I wanted to finish on a little bit of a sad note. Um, the Ooh. NBA Finals have just completed and Golden State brought the brooms out to Cleveland and swept them 4-0. Um, I, I watched two out, I watched games one and three in full and I just, I still cannot Smith. get over the J.R. Smith incident, uh, in game one and the reaction of LeBron not only on the court mm. after it had happened, but also after the final siren when they went back to the bench and he himself didn't realize they still had one timeout. And when he said to coach Tyron Lou, I didn't think we had any timeouts. He said, we still had one. And just the look on his face was yeah. just, he was distraught. Yeah. He was, he was actually physically upset <laughs> and you, you can't, oh, I don't blame him either, but you can't, you can't turn it around after that. It, the this whole series was gone at that point. And I felt really sorry for him because it's, you know, the, the summer of LeBron now and, and his uh, pending free agency, he's most likely has played his last game in Cleveland. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if you're, if you're playing in the big, like, again, if that was a, a fucking, you see a lot of times guys make mistakes. I remember the Chris Webber when he was playing for, uh, Michigan, Michigan, in, in, the Fab Five. Yeah, yep. when he called that timeout. I mean, mistakes like that happen. And I think, to be honest, you f- you can forgive a player for not recognizing how many timeouts are left because yeah, it's probably it. it's not as obvious on the scoreboard. It's not really their responsibility. But for a player playing in the NBA Finals yeah. to not know the score of the game. That's kind of sitting there you're like, well, what are you thinking about if you're not thinking about the game? Because that's the number one thing in a game is who's got more points. Sport. So if you're not considering that, what are you thinking about, dude? Yeah, yeah. and and the, the and worst part about that, and I've, one of my mates said this too, is like, yeah. it was such a good offensive rebound. He got he won an offensive rebound yeah. off I mean, Kevin Durant. Like he saved Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's ass. Because if if he gets if he if he has his wits about him and he does get the offensive board and throws it to LeBron or or takes the shot himself, Which whether it goes in or not, it's going to be on Durant for not getting that board. And he just blew it, man. He blew it. But as you said, it's the summer of LeBron. Uh, you said he's not going to be playing his last game in Cleveland. 
I think that's 90, 99% chance of that happening. I think you're yeah. right. I, yeah. They'd have to do a lot of things and there'd have to be a lot of sentiment for him to stay in Cleveland. Yeah. But Agreed. where would where would you where do you see him ending up? Where do I see him ending up? Uh, the sexy pick is Philadelphia, but the problem is at this point in LeBron's career, he needs the ball mm-hmm. and he needs shooters. And the second or the arguably the best player on the Sixers is Ben Simmons, who's a natural point. He's not a shooter, so you yeah, you get LeBron, right. but you take away the strength of Simmons. I don't know if that is a is a fit. Obviously, it makes him better. I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but maybe just the fits might be different. But um, look, it'll be – people are saying, like, going to the West Coast as well, like the Lakers are in play, but it'll be so hard to win in mm-hmm. um, in the West, you know, particularly if Houston stays. And well, I would – this is, this is my goes? little – well, this is my controversial pick. I will not surprise me if we see both – Chris Paul and LeBron James in a Laker uniform uh, in October. Can they do that? What's What's Paul signed to? Isn't is Paul's it- got? He's got the option. I'm pretty sure. Mm. I'm 99 percent sure he's got the option. So because they were trying to get him to Houston, and obviously Paul would stay. But I think there's a chance that Chris Paul can opt out uh, and go to the Lakers. I, and I, the Lakers have a decent core. Um, you know, they'd probably have to ship off Lonzo Ball, which would be pretty funny. But, um, you know, Cleveland have the number eight pick as well. So that could be a little bit of trade bait for people and maybe keep LeBron interested in staying. Yeah. But I think there's just the pieces around LeBron at, at Cleveland are just not, not enough for long-term success. And he had one of the – let's not, you know, mince words. He had one of the all-time great postseason, if mm. not the greatest postseason mm. of all time. And they went to two game sevens. So, you know, it was just the magic of LeBron in the end that kept him in it to begin with. So, you know, he's got to assess his options. But Lakers, everyone talks about it, it, but it'd be hard for him to leave the East. And Philly seems to be the only place that could really afford him. Yeah, you are right. That's that's the trade-off. If he goes to the West, he's not guaranteed to make the finals. Or the, the the Western Conference finals would theoretically be the NBA finals. Because yeah. if you take LeBron out of yeah. the East, you you, it, yeah. it, it, you could almost bet your house on the fact that Celtics win the East next year. And yeah. I, I I agree with your points about Philly. I don't think him and Ben Simmons work well together at all. No. And I think that it, you're right. Simmons needs the ball in his hands, but LeBron, to be at his best, needs the ball in his hands. He's his hand. uh, While he's improved his jump shooting, like, out of sight it can, compared to when he first started and they were, everyone talked about how he didn't have a jump shot, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's, he's jump shot's pretty good. It's still not, I don't think, how he wants to base his – well, what he wants to base his game around. Whereas if he's playing a Philly, he's going to have to because Simmons yeah. doesn't have a jump shot. So what's Simmons doing off the ball if if he can't shoot? So yeah, I, exactly. I, I think – and I, I think your point's interesting. Maybe I, I had my bet on him going to Houston and then making room. But you're yeah. right. Maybe maybe him and Chris Paul. I think I think he'll be playing with Chris Paul next year, whether or whether with Houston or not. But yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe they together go somewhere else. Yeah, I tell you one thing. I'd love to see, and I I don't know. There's a lot of things that would have to happen. Kawhi Leonard is still not happy with the Spurs for whatever reason, and. 
and that's beyond me to begin with. Yeah. Cleveland have the number eight pick. They could send that and a, a Kevin Love for uh, LeBron and Kawhi and maybe another piece or something like that. It's not – that would be pretty cool to see LeBron and Kawhi together. I don't think it will happen, but that might be enough to keep LeBron, like, saying, oh, right, well, they're still going to try and things like that. It would be interesting. The Kawhi, the Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard scenario is stupidly interesting because we haven't heard mm-hmm. from him for a long time. It's always just – these weird sort of, you know, second, third-hand report of what his team Cryptic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it really doesn't make much sense that he's not happy. I mean, I, obviously no one knows the inside details, but I I don't understand why you – know, I know he had the injury, but I don't understand why this would be the season that he didn't want to play because they, they're they not going to get better. They're, they're, their other players are aging. You know, even guys like Danny Green – even you know your, your Patty Mills stuff like that, they're they're coming on the back end of their careers. I I don't understand what's going on there. Maybe there's been a conflict. I'm not sure, but I agree, man. I think if you're talking about two players that would mesh well together, I mean Kawhi and LeBron, they could play a two man game that would win most. Yeah. Of the, you know, like that. They're both yeah, all round players that could that could yeah. that could play, you know. And then you've got clearly LeBron on the ball and Kawhi off the ball. Their defense would be ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I'm, I would be excited to see that too. It's really the, um, just all of the options the thing, that you put with yeah. LeBron that makes it exciting. Sorry, man. And Kawhi's a Southern Cal guy, so you know if the Lake Lakers have room for two maxes, so they can they can afford Kawhi and. Um, LeBron, Kawhi would have to opt out because I still think he's on contract for another year. Like, they would have to trade yeah. him, I should say. But, you know, like, oh, God, that would be just phenomenal mm. to see them together. But, you know, Did you again, hear- it's a speculation game. We can go all day. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And it's all speculation at the moment. The last speculate the speculation thing I want to talk about is they apparently – and, again, the report was only that they're, they're interested. But hearing um, that the Warriors are chasing uh, the brow – just like yeah, oh, Anthony yeah. Davis. Yeah. Dude, don't do that. Like <laughs> they'll go, they'll go eighty-two and zero. Yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, don't yeah. do that. But again, if they did that, the only the thing that was really interesting about that was that the Warriors that we know now would have to be broken up. There's no way yeah. that the Pelicans are giving up um, Anthony Davis without getting at least Draymond Green and Clay Thompson in return. Which yeah, when Draymond's talking about signing for a Mac, I mean that that's also an interesting part of this off season is can can their upper management keep this team together? Because KD was on a weird sort of one one year contract. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to get him to do that again. So, well, he's a free agent this year, so he's free to go. Yeah, they. But they're a lot. Um, yeah. So was Draymond. So they're going to have to sign. They're going to have to sign both of them. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But again, it, everyone's talking about how this playoffs was shit and I think they're only talking about the finals. I think the playoffs in general, man, those the conference finals were incredible. They both went to game seven. Yeah. They were both awesome storylines. I mean the Boston Celtics, that that team that was able to um you know, have such a good uh playoff series without I mean, can you imagine the Celtics next year, dude? With with these yeah, young with guys. Haywood and and um Kyrie. And Kyrie. Yeah, but again, then you add these guys that have taken them to 
taking LeBron to Game Seven in the Conference yeah. Finals. Like the experience that they've received is, is you know, you can't put a price on it. They 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 know what it takes to do it on their own. So imagine adding two All Stars to that team. They're going to be a pretty good team too. They've got no chance of beating the Warriors, but <laughs> they're still a cool team to back. And um, yeah, I, I I'm interested to see how they go next year as well. But NBA is exciting, man. I, I think. People talking about yeah. the lack of parity, but it's never been yeah. uh, more popular, I don't think. This, the speculation, the talk, and the pairing of um, players and all that sort of stuff, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I feel – look, I feel sorry for LeBron that he can't get the team around him, but, you know, he's made eight conference finals in a row, uh, won three of them. Um so, yeah, I, I suppose he can't complain too much, but I just thought it was incredibly sad to just watch him. Yeah, I don't know, if I, get, I don't know if I get sad. That'll, that'll last with me. That'll last with me. Oh, look, it was sad because he, you know, sad because of the moment. But, like, you know, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, and again, I don't feel sorry for him because he he sort of handpicked these players. Remember, he only left yeah. the Heat because he wanted Kevin Love and he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. He brought Kyle Korver. He brought... Um, uh, who's a bastard? I don't know. He's brought players with him, so I don't know. I don't like the idea that, or the the notion that oh god, he can't get the right players around him. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. LeBron has a huge say on the signings of any team he's played at. Yeah. So he's you know he's got to um he's got to understand that he's got to work with players all the time. I feel sometimes that he's doing it, trying to do it on his own. And, and other players f- respond to that. They go, oh, their confidence goes down because LeBron's not giving them the ball. And so, I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. Mm. Luke, you have your toggle hand raised. My hand is up because, uh, well, you guys have exclusively spoken for about 10 minutes and I was feeling a bit lonely. Um, <laughs> well, but, we can wrap it up. Bart Simpson. Um, I just haven't said anything in a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I've I've got uh, a little bit of a blast from the past here. Um, those that remember uh, last season of Sporting Woods, uh, I was having a lot of fun with some little questions and trivia and whatnot at the end of the episode. And um, well, we kind of we kind of finished the season all all of abruptly, and that left me with one last true or false. Uh, for Michael to go through and the boys. And uh, you thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you, Michael? No, 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 no. This one was about sixes because, uh, if I remember correctly, last episode. (laughs) 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 It's taken us 95 minutes. We finally finally got a good joke. That's awesome. (laughs) A (laughs) dog thought it was funny. Dog was like, no. All right. Uh, so here, here they are, Michael. True or false? And the subject is sixes. All right, boys, you can you can join in with your hands. Michael answers first, of and then we'll answer. All right. So true or false? Curtly Ambrose was never hit for six in his Test career as a bowler. True or false? <laughs> was never hit. He was never hit. He never had a six uh, hit off him. Well, considering I don't know who Curtly Andrews is, I'm going to say <laughs> true. I believe that of him. <laughs> I'd back him. Never know. Don't know who you're talking about, but I'm backing him. Boys, is it a true or Never false? Once. Actually, I think uh, I think it would have to yeah, be no, true. 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 Uh, look, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna base this on my uh, chase 
tactics of the multiple choice where I'm not really going to go on. I'm not going to try and think in my head or oh, do, do I remember Curtly Ambrose going to hit for six? I'm going to go on the fact that I don't think you would have asked this question unless you went, oh, I can't believe Curly Ambrose has never hit for a six. I can imagine this being a fun fact you've read. So I'm also going to go with Michael and say true. Excellent, excellent. All right, boys. Well, that, boys, is three falses. Boom, all wrong. Oh, uh, he did hit a Oh, six. really? He was hit for sixes, uh, but... Uh, there is a question as to whether or not he is the person who has been hit the least amount by of any bowler. So he ah. he's been hit for sixes, but the jury's out on whether or not it's the least amount that's ever been uh, that was hit off a bowler. So yes, 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 yes. So really, not a de- not a definitive answer. Either. No, it is a definitive <laughs> answer. It is a definitive answer. No, the answer is he might have been. We don't really know. The data isn't in. Oh, no, so I, good question. I, was uh, I don't have an answer. I, <laughs> no, he definitely did, but we're not sure whether he was the least amount hit off. All right, next question. Okay. True or false? Right. Sure we shouldn't save it for next no, no, we're doing this now, Michael. We're here. All right. All right. You ready, Michael? Yes. Alistair Cook. You remember Alistair Cook? Yes. Okay. He's a captain. Was he was the captain. captain. Yes. Very well done. Alistair Cook has twelve. Well, at the point of when I wrote this, of course, uh, Alistair Cook has twelve thousand and five test runs to his name, but only sixty-six of those runs have come from sixes. True or false? Oh. Eleven. Well, that, that's the question. Uh, no, wait, let's wait for Michael. Oh, I thought it was going to be only 66 to cover of sixes. How many sixes has he hit? <laughs> 11. <laughs> no. Can you give me that stat? Alistair again? Cook has 12,005 test runs at the time right. this question was uh, written to his name, but only 66 of those runs have come from sixes. True or false? Oh. True or false? Uh, Just 66. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Cook. So has he hit? It's the over under eleven sixes. Correct. Correct. I reckon he's. I reckon it's true. Well, I can imagine him hitting eleven sixes. Yeah, me too. Captain for England, he probably wasn't swinging for the fences each time. He, Twelve thousand runs. Yeah, he's an opener, but he's also made like a couple of, or a fair few like double tons and stuff. So at that point, you're probably going to be playing some more expansive shots. If you're like, if you're like two or three for like five hundred. You, you know, it's not out of the realms of possibility that you might be looking to smack some sixes. So mm. I reckon it's true. The answer is true. Hey. He's only hit 11 yeah. sixes in his career of 275 innings at the time of the question being written. So, yeah, 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 very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've got nice. two more, two more. Uh, the next one oh, is good, good. Chris Gale is the only man to have hit a six off the first ball of a test match. True or false? Michael first. True, true, lock in true. That seems exactly the sort of thing you would do. Boys, do I have to? Okay. I'll say false. I, I, I'm also probably going to go with Michael there as Alex. well. I think I can I can imagine Chris Gale doing that, and I can't imagine too many other openers doing that. Hmm. Hello? Tim, we can hear you. You're still here, T-Bone. You're good. Oh, uh, all right. It is true. In 2012, off debutant Sohar oh, yeah. Ghazi. There you go. So, yes, that is true. And finally. Who was it against? Uh, I'm not sure who was it against, but the, the bowler was Soha Ghazi. So, India or Sri Lanka? New Zealand. Casual racism. Soha Ghazi. And finally. These are questions about facts. You don't get to question <laughs> further because we may not have looked up. 
information. Shush. Last and finally, okay. Michael. Sir Don Bradman. Tim, are you still there? I can't hear Tim anymore. Tim, are you there, mate? I just, you lost, I, you're cutting out, but I heard Sir Don Bradman and that oh, was well, it. That's, we that, that, that's all we're up to. That's all right. Hang on. Oh, okay. I can't hear him. Yeah. Did he answer you? Because I can't hear him. Oh, you've lost Timmy. Well, that's interesting. Yes, we can hear I can hear you. All right. Well, we'll Tim and I will talk through you. I've lost Alex. <laughs> I don't know how you guys business. How have you lost Tim? Tell Tim, <laughs> Tell Tim that I, I said. Know. It's Alex's like, oh my God. What's the, the next question? Under the bus right now. Like, as soon as we <laughs> oh, really? I cannot hear like, what Alex is saying. Microphone in. No. I can I mean, hear you I'm guys. in. I'm locked in. I'm good to go. <laughs> This might be the perfect time to wrap it up. I cannot hear what Alex is saying. And he what do you say? He says what funny? I'm saying. I and we're probably talking at the same time. Are you guys, are we being punked? I no, genuinely I'm, can't hear him. Fucking bullshit. I honestly cannot hear this Alex. Bit, all right. Well, then in that case, I it's think, the perfect answer for the last question because oh, okay. then you won't know. Ready? They can just listen. They They'll just, they other. won't know. Yeah. They won't know the answer of each other. Oh, okay. All right, boys. So Don Bradman hit only one six in his career. True or false? False. I don't think he hit any sixes. It's false. He hit six. Oh, six sixes. Yay. Oh, I told you it would be all about And sixes. interestingly enough, less than Alistair Cook, who we know hit That's 11. True. All <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't. I don't know when to speak because I can't hear. So, a third if so of facto, podcast. Alistair Cook's better batsman than Don Bradman. <laughs> this is the best Look, ending this, to an episode. Do I speak now? Is this when I speak? Is this when I speak? Are we just talking over each other the whole yes, time? Now? Like <laughs> another another successful Luke segment. <laughs> I want to hear it. I'm I'm missing out on it. Uh, guys, look. This is the best ending ever. I'm not sure how to fix it. No, no, this is the all all night podcast, isn't it? This is That's oh it. man. Oh look. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right, boys. Well, wrap, we'll wrap it up. Luke, you're going to have to wrap it up. He's <laughs> still talking. Uh, we'll wrap it up here, but we'll be back once we have some more uh, more sporting uh, yeah, things more sport to look at, up. and we'll talk about after the World Cup, baby. And uh, I'll let you boys sign off. All right. All right. Farewell. I thanks, want to say, guys, for I want listening. To say thanks we'll to everyone for listening. Thanks to, thanks to Tim for being around, sticking around. Do I stop speaking? Is it done? Uh, it's been a tremendous podcast. Uh, it's an honor. This is a stitch up, isn't it? And I'd just like this to say stitch up. thanks to everyone. No, this is real life, Tim. I'm so sorry. Oh, all right. And then make like a bye, 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 bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.